When it comes to professional learning, teachers deserve better. From the leader in online learning, Stride brings you the Stride Professional Development Center, an on-demand library of mobile-friendly courses that gives teachers choice and flexibility, allowing them to learn anytime and anywhere. Our dynamic courses provide bite-sized learning and help educators advance their knowledge while also gaining professional development hours. It's time you take charge of your learning. Visit us today to get started. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah. I love my HBCU. And boy, I love it, love it. I love it, love it. I love my HBCU. And man, I hope my team they won one. Yeah. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. Man, I hope my team they won one. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. I tune into the HBCU Sports Lab to see if my team won a loss. If they lost, I'm quiet as a mouth. But if they won, keep tab. Uh, I'ma do the dab, yeah. Dr. Cavill, yeah. he know what he be talking about. Talkin Mike about. and Charles, Talk. they know what they be talking about. Talkin they about. compress the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they wanna lose, yeah. and who the ball, who the ball. So listen to Professor, yes sir, yes, and pay attention. And welcome in to Dr. Cavill's Inside the HBCU Sports Lab, episode number 441. Charles Bishop here with A.D. Drew. Doc will come in. He'll be coming in in a second or two, but uh, we'll kick things off. A.D. Drew, what's going on, brother? All right. The the doctor is late. He, <laughs> what we give him, 15? We got to give him 15. We got to give him 15. Class. Exactly. <laughs> the, the TA starts, <laughs> but the, the TAs are here to start the class off, so... Yeah. Nobody could leave yet because the doc has the attendance sheet. So right. even if we decide, right. even if y'all decide to leave, you like Doc say, you're gonna get an F squared for the day. F squared got the the attendance sheet, got the grade book, got the whole down. So you better sit still till the doc get in. <laughs> and it's, and it's midterm time, so y'all better stay around so you so you can get the uh, study guide. No doubt, no doubt, man. I tell you what, a whole lot of uh, stuff to get to in this episode. Uh, full week, uh, I mean, full slate of action this weekend. We got band rankings. Uh, actually, breaking news just over my shoulder, man. I, this one hurts my heart. It's not exactly HBC, but Dick Buckus just passed away. Or oh, it's man. breaking news now to Dick Buckus. And for a lot of us who grew up on NFL films and, you know, Chicago Bears, Dick Buckus. Uh, you know, that was my dad's guy right there. So just wanted to acknowledge that real quick. Too bad they don't put those, uh, what did they used to call it, the hardest hits? It wasn't called the hardest hits. Oh, you know what I'm talking man. about? Yeah those, yeah. those films that they can't even put out anymore. And, exactly. and Dick Buckets was all over the all place on that. All over the place. If you've never seen Dick Buckets hit something, uh, that is NFL films at its finest. So, but we're getting to some HBCU news here and a lot of stuff to get to. Uh, let me start here. I'd be remiss uh, not to start here. I want to say thoughts and prayers, first and foremost, to the Morgan State family. Uh, with uh, everything they're going through. If you have not heard, they have 
uh, made a decision to cancel their homecoming festivities. Uh, unfortunate shooting on campus. Uh, leave that was the other night. Uh, I think that was Monday night. If I yeah, yeah, I've got my way back machine right. Earlier this past week, so I definitely want to send uh, thoughts and prayers in regards to uh, Morgan State and everything that they're going to. Ad, unfortunate situation, and uh, you know it's guns in this country, man. I don't even know where to go with that, but uh, you know it's just too often that we're saying thoughts and prayers. Yeah, what I know when I left for uh, school, uh, one of my parents' biggest fears was you know your your child not coming back home. Yeah, yeah, and too often nowadays, our children are not coming back home due to senseless, senseless violence. It, it's just as simple, and that was one of my biggest fears when mine went away to go to school. I know you went to school in your hometown, so it was a little bit different for you. But mm-hmm. uh, when when my son, your and your your kids have gone gone away, uh, so uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that that that's always your biggest fear. And it's not just when they go away to school; it's just when they leave the nest. Period. Right. That right. They come home for lack of a better word, Charles, in a body bag, and yeah, it, it, it's unfortunate that we can't get together and celebrate the joyful times that we should be having during this season as the weather changes we it's just something in that biological clock it's homecoming time when the weather changes now you know and i'm gonna throw this in these some of these kids the upperclassmen there are some of the same kids who were freshmen during covid so have they oh wow have they had a true college experience when you think about it y'all that's that's a good point. That's a very good point. Yeah, I hadn't even thought, I hadn't even sort of put that into that sort of framework. But it's an excellent point there. Have they have they, they, they truly had, had the homecoming? All right, right. Interesting to look at. Uh, like I said, a whole lot of uh, news notes to get to today. I know AD, you wanted to touch on something, uh, especially in regards to this past week, and we touched on a little bit this past Tuesday uh, on uh, Coach Willie Slater. Uh, Clark has moved on from uh, Coach Willie Slater, but you had some thoughts in, in that regard. Yeah, Coach Willis Slater uh, worked worked with him at Tuskegee University. He was obviously he was coaching football while I was coaching uh, basketball. I remember when he was hired to replace uh, Coach Comagee, who ultimately wound up over there at. But if he left and went to Jackson State, left Tuskegee yeah. and went to Jackson State, and Slater was the guy brought in. Uh, had had a good situation when he came to Tuskegee and probably one of the hardest things to do is to maintain greatness when you walk into a great program. Just mm-hmm. ask TC just ask TC Taylor what he's dealing with right now. Not saying mm-hmm. he won't succeed, but it, it's tough. Yeah. When you, when, when you have such a high standard. And he was able to not only uh sustain that standard, but to enhance that standard to the point where he became the second all-time winning coach in Tuskegee University history, only trailing the legendary Cleve Abbott, whom the stadium is named after at Tuskegee. But, uh, and it, it's a shame that, first of all, it's a shame how Tuskegee did him. Maybe it was time for him to go, maybe it wasn't, but the way he was, like the way he was forced out at Tuskegee for somebody who, has, who had gave you 16 years number two on your all-time win list, still doesn't sit right with me to this day as of the law. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not questioning the decision on whether he should have uh left or should not have left, but the way he left does does not sit right with me. Understood. But also going over to Clark, 
I mean, let's be real. I mean, I know the winning tradition that Clark put a lot of pressure on old Coach Slater. Oh, my bad. There is no winning tradition at Clark. Uh, it is what it is, Panthers fans, you know. So uh, for him to be forced out, don't know what the, what uh, what was behind the decision with that. I know Dr. French came over from Miles where he uh, – him along with uh, athletic director and head coach Reginald Ruffin build a successful program over there at Biles and maybe Coach French was looking to rekindle that. Uh, everybody knows Coach Ruffin coached up under Coach Slater. So, mm-hmm. but uh, and I and but it's not it's not all my fault, you know. Coach Slater does have a little bit of fault in this, you know. Once he. They, they made him athletic director in 2017 at Tuskegee. 2018 is when the Tuskegee football program started going down. And at one point in time, he was the athletic director, the head coach, the offensive coordinator, and the quarterback's coach. Mm. Too many jobs for one man. Mm. Too yeah. many jobs for four men sometimes. Yeah. But uh, so – he he does have his 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 share of fault, but I hope that to, if Slater is done for good, I hope some point in time Tuskegee finds a way to give him his proper flowers and thank him for the years of service that he gave to the Golden Tiger Nation. Now, knowing Coach Slater, he's not mm-hmm. gonna want that. You're gonna have to force him to force him to show up for something like that. But mm-hmm. He he deserves and he deserves to say no. I don't want that. No doubt. Uh, very interesting. You put his name right up there with Cleve Abbott. That's that says a lot in terms of uh, Tuskegee football history. Let's take a look at some news and notes of the day as we uh, take a look here. NFL All Pro Antonio Cromart. He is joining a HBCU coaching staff, and this comes to us from HBCU Game Day. Four-time Pro Bowler has been hired as a defensive analyst at St. Augustine's University. Uh, located in Raleigh, uh, North Carolina. St. Augustine's is a Division II school, which competes in the CIAA. So uh, previously, uh, Cromartie had worked as a graduate assistant under Jimbo Fisher at Texas A&M for two seasons, and he recently uh, tweeted about his frustration by being away from coaching this season. So uh, kudos to Antonio Cromartie as he comes aboard uh, at the St. Augustine's coaching staff. Any, anything you got over there, A.D.? Uh how about let's go let's go to D two let's go to the CIAA the oldest HBCU conference is proud to announce that Alexis Elliott and Varvana I'm not even going to try to say this last <laughs> name Charles Papa Papa Castanu <laughs> okay I like that <laughs> Varvana P <laughs> both ex- exceptional individuals representing ECSU, that's Elizabeth City, and Livingstone, have been named finalists for the prestigious NCAA Woman of the Year. The NCAA Woman of the Year Award recognizes the outstanding accomplishments of female student-athletes who have excelled in academics, athletics, leadership, and community engagement in their time during the during the conference. Alexis is a 2022 graduate of ECSU, and on the court, she led uh, ECSU volleyball team, I believe uh, that that is. Mm-hmm. And Bravana is uh, from Livingstone, and she is a basketball and track mm-hmm. athlete, a two-sport athlete there at 
Livingstone. And check this out, y'all. Only only got a 4.0 in business administration and management uh, while she was in school. So No doubt about it, man. Kudos to those athletes uh, as they uh, are getting their proper just due. Let's take a look at it. And as Doc always says, chivalry is not dead. We'll take a look at the swag. Uh, volleyball honors for this past week. The swag is named Gramlin State's Naya Blair and Naya Ellis, along with Florida A&M's Camila De La Rosa and Bethune-Cookman's Mia De La Jose for SWAC's Volleyball Weekly Honors for their impressive performances this past week. Take a look at the Offensive Player of the Week. Blair total, have tallied a total of 24 kills over the course of two conference matches to go along with six digs and four assists. Naya Ellis, she contributed 46 digs. She's defense player of the week. 46 digs over the course of two conference matches to go along with one kill and five assists for Grambling State during matches against Prairie View and Texas A&M. Uh, I'm sorry, Texas Southern uh, this past week. Southern week is Camille De La Rosa from Florida A&M. She helped fan you to a 2-0 weekend versus Mississippi Valley State and Jackson State. And she totaled, get this AD, she totaled 59 assists in five sets of play. And the newcomer of the week is Mia Delahousse from Bethune-Cookman. Delahousse led the Wildcats in a pair of swag matches last week, helping Bethune-Cookman to a one-on-one mark in those respective contests. She hit at a season-best 43% clip in a win on Mississippi Valley State, as she secured a match-high 12 kills on 23 swings. So those are your volleyball players of the week in the swag. And I tell you what, we got a lot of stuff in store for you. More news notes. We got band rankings. We got some predictions coming up. We'll be right back here on Dr. Cavill's Inside the HBCU Sports Lab right after this break. When you're looking for the latest information on Southern University sports, the Southwestern Athletic Conference, and HBCU athletics, there's only one place to go. Tune in to the Carlos Brown Show exclusively on the Black College Sports Network. Since 2002, Empowerment Resources, Inc., a nonprofit organization, has empowered more than 1,500 youth and adults in Duval and surrounding counties. Through its programs, Journey into Womanhood, Girls Mentoring, Life Skills for Teens, and Parenting Education Coaching. To get involved with programs, volunteer, or donate, visit www.empowermentresourcesinc.org. Follow us on social media, facebook.com forward slash empowerment.resources and instagram.com forward slash empowermentjax. Charmin Ultra Soft has so much cushiony softness, it's hard for your family to remember. They can use less. Sweet pillows of softness. This is soft. Holy Charmin. Excuse me. Roll it back, everybody. Sorry. Charmin Ultra Soft is so cushiony soft, you'll want more. But it's so absorbent, you can use less. So it's always worth it. Now, what did we learn about using less? You gotta roll it back, everybody. <laughs> we all go. Why not enjoy the go with Charmin? This is Brian from Presta Analytics. Data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they're gonna tell you if your team, if they want a lot less. And who the ball, who the ball. So listen to Professor Yes Sir, yes, sir. and pay attention because he's going to teach a lesson. Yes.
This is Dr. Ville inside the HBC Sports Lab. I'm back. Man, y'all see me? I'm setting the mood, man. I'm setting the mood. <laughs> hey, hey, Charles, go tell them that uh that they said they went to the bathroom. They better hurry up and get back inside. Yeah, they I was they about to say. For the day. I told them Doc was coming back. You better come on back in. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into our mid-major marching sport. Top seven poll ranking at week number five. Not a lot of changes here, or are they? Nobody drops out of the top seven, but we do have a lot of changes, including a new number one. Yeah, I did say that. A new number one in the mid-major rankings. Receiving votes this week are Central State, Invincible Marching Rodders at 93, Kentucky State Mighty Marching Thoroughbreds at 96, and Albany State Golden Rams Marching Show Band is at 89 in terms of those outside receiving votes. Let's get into the top seven. This week at number seven, Virginia State Trojan. Explosion dropped to one and one, 103 points. They moved down a spot. I told you in this poll ranking, you got to participate. A great article by the band director up there as they were lauded in terms of what came out of the first September framework of the national champions of bands that will be in Atlanta this Friday. Well, they better put in some work on this poll if they want to go up. Uh, when you think about it, they were in the top seven. I will say that. At number six, Talladega Marching Tornadoes at 1 and 0 or at 106. They also dropped this week. Previously ranked number five, Talladega Marching. I don't go too much and won't go too far in on the Marching Tornadoes. They don't have a football program. So it's not like it's their fault that they're not following their team. One does not exist. But that problem might be going away. You know, they're working on it. The study out there, they may be in luck in the next year or two. At number five, Clark Atlanta, Mighty Marching Panther Band, 1-0. and Tough luck on the football side of things. And they are also going down in the band side of things. You got to get out there and travel. You got to march. Support your team, even if they offer on the season. Tempo. 114 <laughs> points. And number four, Winston-Salem State Red Sea of Sound, 2-1, and 1-0. One. One and oh. They move up three spots this week, jumping up in the poll. That's the fighting Stephen Gaithers. Red Sea of Sound. I want to see him talk some noise. The marching Stephen K. They're all the way into number four, the Red Sea of Sound there. At number three, Benedict Marching Tiger Band of Distinctions. They fall from the number one spot. They have been inactive. They got a chance to make a statement with the top three matchup this week where they follow the team and give them their support and get in the band. It could be big one, and it probably will be needed in terms of the support there. They still have one first place vote but 134 points as they drop for number one, which means we'll get a new number one. Number two is the Miles Purple Marching Machine, 2-1, and 1-0, one, one and oh, three first-place votes, 141 points. They move up a spot, which means not only do you have one versus three on the football side of things, that will be our SIAC football matchup, and we'll talk a, a little bit about that in the third segment. But that also means if the band of Benedict comes down there, You'll also get a two versus three in terms mm. of zero mm. quarter, halftime, mm. and fifth quarter. You can't get too much better than that at its finest. I hope it works out that way. Langston Marching Pride, they are 2 0, 1 0. Four first place votes, 142 points at number two. They move up to number one. They had that win over Texas College 
the problem with Langston is, is they just don't have any more competition. So yeah. it's to be challenged for them to stay at number one. But at least they can say in week number five, they were number one. I'm going to go to you, A.D. Drew, first on this. What are your thoughts in the top seven programs this week? I'm just curious. Did your pollsters look at the HBCU game day article and decide to move Langston up based on what they saw in the HBCU game day article? Don't answer that, Doc. Don't answer that. <laughs> but I just want to put that out there. There's cheat codes out there. There are cheat codes. I just want to put that Gaines, out there. That's your fault again. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. But I but I did notice that Florida Memorial is not uh in, in your top seven, which who was in the uh who was up there in the Battle of the Band, the Band of the Year competition. But let's let's talk about this two versus three matchup. There we go. There is no way in hell if you are the Benedict Tigers marching tiger band of distinction. You want to distinct you want to distinct yourself? Get on that bus, go down I 20, and get to Birmingham, Alabama. Because if there's ever a time that your team is going to need your support, it's going to be this Saturday when you go in to Sloan Alumni Stadium in Fairfield, Alabama to take on Miles. They're going to need all the help that they can get. And I'm not and I'm not dissing the football team, but it's going to be that tough of a battle, any advantage that you can get, be it from the band or wherever, if you are a Benedict Tiger, you want that advantage in this team. But the Purple Watch Machine is going to be there to defend their house when those Golden Bears get out there. So I am looking forward to four hours, five hours of band, football, band, football, band. That's, That's zero Game, halftime, game, fifth quarter. I am looking for five full hours of entertainment. If you have disposable income, get to Fairfield, Alabama, and watch both these matchups. Check this out, Charles. I, I go to you to get your top ten. Mm-hmm. Let's see what Stephen Gaither, uh, you know, <laughs> getting the, the announcement. You know, he, he, he has his privileges as he was able to be the exclusive release of the 15 bands from both Division One and Division Two, credit to him. ESPN Band of the Year, HBCU Band Championship. Uh, at the time, it was less than 80 days away. I'm going to talk about their top 10 compared to my top seven and the three receiving votes, essentially 10 to 10, right? Mm-hmm. Winston-Salem State at 10. Number nine is Benedict College. Number eight, Tuskegee. Number seven is Savannah State. Number six is Little City. State, number five is Central State, number four is Fort Valley State, number three is Virginia State, number two is Florida Memorial, number one is Langston. Now, Stephen Gaither, this is a great job of reporting, I will say, but I got to talk about you not providing the nicknames of the bands. You did it for Division One, man. You're the one supposed to be a fan of Division Two and NIA. How you do that? (laughs) Four of their top ten also are four that I had. In terms mm-hmm. of the top seven, I have two of the top seven. But, I mean, if you go and look at the top ten to ten, I have four of the, the ten. So, not too bad there. I like to kind of shine mine. But this is done 
professionally by the bands, former band directors, so they might know a thing or two. Remember, the difference between the two, they're looking at the showcase they're breaking down in terms of how they perform. I'm doing head-to-head. So, yeah. man, you need to take yeah. advantage of both of these. Even yeah. when you think about when you're doing judging, right? Yeah. Uh, You don't want to not have been practicing. If you're in football, basketball, you know, Iverson had the famous quote, practice. This is practice. If you want to perform, I think you need to get your practice in. So you better get on the road and get it done. Charles, what do you say about the top seven? I mean, I couldn't say it better. I mean, if you're starting to get this this national light, this national shine, uh, you need to you need to get on the road and you got to compete. Uh, whatever that whatever that looks like. I'm so looking forward to this two versus three matchup this weekend with Miles and Benedict. Uh, like I said, I, I I took a look at the game and AD, you touched on it. I think it's it's checking off all the elements. It's checking off you know the band, the fans. The game itself, tailgate, the tailgate atmosphere. Like you said, you got some disposable income. Fairfield, Alabama, is one of the places you want to be this weekend. Sure, all right. When you talk about what that looks like, Fairfield, Alabama, and we'll be back on the other side to talk a little bit more about those matchups as we get into the D two side of things. But before I do that. Um, I'm not going to ask AD's questions, but I need to go check some of those voters. As you said, they pushed Langston up to number one. They were number two, so it's not high. Maybe they were influenced a little bit. But, Drew, AD, in terms of your thought process, I know you wrote down the poll rankings. Who is the program that you see has the most opportunity to jump up the charts, if you will? Are we talking about the uh, band of the year charts or the Dr. Cavill's inside the HBCU huddle report? Great question. Both of them. <laughs> uh, it, it, if you have to ask me. I have to. Virginia, <laughs> I, I, think, I think the CIAA teams, and with Virginia State right now being the Top CIAA, uh, CIAA team and Winston Salem being the top two CIAA teams. I think those be, just because of the proximity of the CIAA schools to each other, those teams will have the biggest opportunity to either make or break themselves because they it's easier for them to, those teams to travel than it is for for the SWAC teams to travel and the other independent teams to uh to travel. So I, I I'm gonna stay with these two CIAA teams if you had to uh push me in the corner, Dr. Cabill. No problem. I just pushed Drew in the corner, so I'm gonna push Bishop as well. What are your thoughts in terms of who gets a chance to climb up these charts? For you though, I just want you to focus on ESPN's band of the year HBCU band championship. Who do you think gets to jump up? in the poll when you're looking at what we're doing in our ring. Virginia State Miles. Uh, they, they both get an opportunity to get showcased, uh, not only with regards to competition, but uh, because uh, uh, the football team is doing so well, there, there's just more eyeballs on, on on what the band can do. So you get more of an opportunity 
uh, to, to, to showcase yourself. So, you know, it, 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 it you know, kind of works in reverse. The eyeballs sort of fall if your team is nowhere within that mix of, of people paying attention to them. But when your team is in the mix, uh, you start clicking on the elements, you know, and all of a sudden you, you pay more attention to that band. You start paying more attention to where they are, how they look, you know, how they sound. Are they participating? Are they the 12th man? You know, I'm big on that. So, you know, I know that might not be a national band metric, but I'm huge on that. Whether your band is actually engaged and not just playing randomly when you're in the red zone. Hello. Some band director ought to hear that right now. So, so in other words, what you're saying, Charles, is if, if the fans stay around to the to the actually long enough to get to the fifth quarter because the game is interested in the, in the second half, that helps your band out overall, right? Yeah, you just start paying attention to them more. You really do. I mean, it really, it, all of it starts helping. You start paying attention to whether they are playing, whether you're inside the 10-yard line. You start paying <laughs> attention to it. Good stuff. Great points by both of you all. We'll go into our second break. We'll come back on the other side and we'll get into some of the matchups of the week. That's CIAA and SIC. What do we have to do with Top 10 matchups, stick with us, we right after this. This is Ryan Fulford. A.D. Drew and I are co-hosts of the BCSN Sports Wrap. We talk about all things related to HBCU athletics. From the games, teams, coaches, and fan interest stories, we cover it all. You can find our shows on Facebook at BCSN Sports Wrap, YouTube at MyJBNOnline, and everywhere you listen to podcasts like Anchor, Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. You can also find the show on the Jericho Broadcast Network's app. Make sure to download. We look forward to you joining the conversation and being a part of the show. At CDW, we get speed as the new currency of success. Our team spends way too much time tending to outdated applications and software when they should be focused on driving application agility and innovation. CDW Amplify Development Services modernizes software and application development to help accelerate innovation and digital transformation. So you mean building new applications, UI, and mobile interfaces? Well, you said you needed to innovate more quickly. Oh, so he's a listener. To do more at scale, trust CDW Amplify Development Services. Nope. Nope. You want him? Ooh, I like him. Quick, the quicker picker-upper. Bounty picks up messes quicker, and each sheet is two times more absorbent, so you can use less. He's an eight. He's a nine. Bounty, the quicker picker-upper. That's a pretty tight spot. Watch this. Of course your beard barks itself. That's so you. It's just up here on the right. Of course you know where we're going. That's so you. Kind of got a sense. And a head-up display. They're here. And it's a field. Warm up. You brought all these players in your Buick? Yeah. So you. It is. There's a Buick that fits your life. Because at the heart of every Buick SUV is you. If you think all pads are exactly the same, think again. This is Always Ultra Thins reinvented with the Always Triple Protection System. This pad wicks gushes 90% faster, absorbs even more so you can feel dry, and locks odors in. Rethink your pad for up to 100% leak-free and odor-free comfort with the totally reinvented Always Ultra Thins. This is always like never before. 
press the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they wanna love laugh and who the ball. So listen to Professor, yes sir, and pay attention, cause he gon' teach a lesson. This is Dr. Bills inside the HBC Sports Lab with A.D. Drew and Charles Bishop. Mike is still out on assignment, but I want to get into some of the games of the week. I want to put this out there for all the lab listeners, all HBCU fans, particularly HBCU football fans. I believe this is one of the most impactful weekends we've had in the last decade. We have five, according to my rankings, and a lot of other ones out there, very, very similar. We have five top 10 matchups where you have the five opponents, each one of them are ranked in their top 10. And we have it across multiple conferences. We have it in the CIAA, we have it in the SIAC, and we have three matchups in the SWAC. So I'm going to showcase that for you all as we start. In the CIAA, we have this weekend a homecoming game in Maryland with the number two team in the mid-major program, the Virginia State Trojans, that are 5-0 in the season overall and 3-0 and in the conference race. Take their team on the road to number 10, Bowie State Bulldogs, who are 3-2, and 2-1. And Obviously, Bowie State just lost their first game of the year last weekend, but they have a chance at redemption. And boy, do they need this victory if they want to stay in the race in the Northern Division to come out of it. So this is huge. This is their homecoming. All the chips are on the table. You have the favorite son coming back. Number two versus number 10. Mr. Bishop, Professor Bishop, what are your thoughts in terms of this matchup for? I am excited. You know, I was very excited uh, going into this matchup in some type way. Bowie State let the air out the balloon last week. Uh, that was that that just it took all the the oomph for me out of this game. Now, you know, I'm all I'm getting all lathered and prepped up. Virginia State puts their undefeated streak on the line going into Maryland, going to Bowie, and I don't know what that was. That was a lead balloon last week with Bowie State. Uh, can they get up off the deck this week to uh, knock off Virginia State? I, I like the Trojans. I like what Henry Frazier's doing there. And that, that that win uh, against Norfolk State seemed to it seemed to set the trajectory uh, for this Virginia State uh, uh, season. So I'm gonna go with the Trojans. I think they stay undefeated in this. Man, Ad Drew, you're talking about Coach Dr. Henry Frazier the third coming back to his alma mater, but this time he won't be looking to celebrate for homecoming. He's actually coming in to ruin it in a lot of ways. Man, that is fascinating to see what you think about. Tell me what you think of this top 10 matchup. Number two is on the road. Can they hold on? Can they get it done at number 10? Or will we get a huge upset this week that puts the bull back, Bulldogs back in the CIAA Northern race? Here's the problem, Doc. This is a top matchup in Named because of the, because of the brand names, Virginia State, Bowie State, Virginia State living up to their end of the bargain. 
Bowie State has not quite lived up to their end of the bargain this year. You know, this is one that we circled back in July. But uh, when you when you look at the metrics, Virginia State is dominating a lot of the metrics that normally Bowie State would be dominating. But I do want to bring something out when, when you look at the numbers. You've got the number one passing offense in Bowie State in the conference. And the number one rushing offense in Virginia State. But the defenses on the other side of the ball are average. So whose defense is going to make the the, the top offense, the top passing offense, the top rushing offense uncomfortable? That's what's going to determine this game. Thus far this season, Virginia State has knocked other teams off of their comfort level more than Bowie State. So I'm with Charles. I'm going to have to go with the Trojans on this one. Man, boy, I tell you. It doesn't get good enough after that. Mm. Let's head down south. Let's go into Alabama. Some people say it's the cradle of football. I don't know about that. But it certainly is the place to be this weekend. Fairfield, Alabama, Albert J. Sloan Alumni Stadium. SIAC matchup Saturday, October the 7th at 4 o'clock. And this game is on HBCU Go TV. Correction. That game's been moved up to 1 o'clock Eastern because that's of the right HBCU for the HBCU Go, Go TV broadcast. Yeah. We have oh. number one on the road, number one and number two, both on the road this weekend. Boy, number one, Benedict Tigers are 5 and 0, oh, 3 and 0 oh at number three. Miles Golden Bears that are four and one, three and zero oh on the season. Both teams come in undefeated. Unlike the CIAA, where you have the North and South. Remember, the SIEC went away from the North, East, and West, I should say, divisions, and they're going to take the top two teams. So this could be the first of two, based on what takes place here. But it'll be interesting. With that being said, eighty Drew. Can Miles Golden Bears, the number three team at home, take down the number one team this week in the poll rankings? Will we see a new number one next week? What do you say, Drew? Unlike the CIAA matchups, the metrics for this game says this is going to be a knockout. Everybody, nobody better blink because when you look at all of the metrics for this game, Benedict and Miles rank either one, two, or three in just about every important offensive and defensive metric. The only the only team that's really getting in there and kind of mixing it up with them is Fort Valley State. When you mm. look when you look at all the metrics, so this is going to be the play. When when did you think that a game in Birmingham, Alabama? was going to be important that did not feature the University of Alabama or Auburn. It's not going to happen too often, but this is going to be the place to be. I think Miles holds serve. Miles has something to prove to Benedict. And if you go back to last year's game, which I was at, <laughs> Benedict, Benedict jumped up early. Miles shut them down the last three quarters of that game. 
Benedict got out early. They had a couple turnovers. They had a score. I think they went up like 21 nothing, And the final score was like 21-3, something like that. Miles just had no offense last year. But the defense held served last year, and the offense put him in bad position. If that offense uh, holds this year, and if you've been watching what Edwin Klein-Peter Jr. has been doing with that Miles offense the last three weeks, you would be crazy not to give Miles more than a puncher's chance and give mm. them home field advantage and give them the W. Yeah, yeah. With that being said, I'm going to you, Charles, but I want to set it up for you. Number three, Miles Golden Bears at home. They were the previously king of the hill, king of the roosters they talk about. Their head coach went down I-65 and went to Tuskegee, but now they have a new man, second year in charge. And he seems to have Miles Golden Bears back in the football business. Yeah. But not so fast. You got the number one team, the previous black college national champions of the mid-major division right here with Dr. Bills inside the HBCU Sports Lab. And we had the coach on the show and congratulate him for his victory of getting it done in his championship, just going undefeated during the conference play in the regular season. They're at it again. Can they hold on to the number one ranking this week, those Benedict Tigers? Or will Golden Bears have something to say with it at number three? I'm interested in this. One versus three matchup, it doesn't get much better than this. Yeah, it doesn't get much better than this. And I think, A.D., you touched on it over the past few weeks. Uh, Edwin Kleinpeter, he has jumped into the conversation as being one of those dudes over there in the SIAC in terms of his play at quarterback. But let me tell you who the number one dude is in the SIAC. And <laughs> I, call, I call him the Micah Parsons of HBCU football. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Five, five games, he already got nine sets. He is a game wrecker, a game changer. And as much as I want to go with Miles at home, I think the Benedict Tigers will go into Miles and take this one. And the game record will prove once again why a good defense beats a good offense all day. Benedict's only giving up 124 yards a game. That that, that That's something special about that defense. So I, I, I think Benedict goes in there and they, and they shut down what had been a, a Miles offense that has been doing some some things lately. I mean, I think they're either one second or third in the sweat. I'm sorry, in the SIAC in total offense. So, but I, I'm expecting Benedict to go in there and get this one. I bet you Miles scoreboard and want, score a touchdown like some of these other teams haven't been able to do against that Benedict defense. They go get them a couple of touchdowns in this game. They might get them a couple of touchdowns. Yes. But I and I saw it firsthand when you got a pass rusher in that fourth quarter. And they start flying off that edge like Sunday out of Anderson did this past weekend against Prairie View. It is a game-changing sort of something when you got somebody that come off the edge and you get them offensive linemen flinching and all that stuff and two steps back and <laughs> go one step forward. I'm telling you, man. They got to do it. One other thing on this game, Doc. This is the importance of this game. There are five – undefeated teams in the SIAC after the month of September. So mm. whoever loses this game is going to be behind the eight ball severely with the new format that they have in the SIAC conference. So they want to get this game. Both teams, that's why this is going to be such a slobber knocker because everybody knows what the stakes are. And some of these teams don't face each other that are in that uh, those five undefeated teams. 
So it's it's going to be interesting uh, what happens after this weekend in the SIEC. No problem. You certainly are correct. Number two, Virginia State Trojans at number 10, Bowie State Bulldogs in the CIAA. Number one, Benedict Tigers at number three, Miles Golden Bears on HBC Go. Moved up to one o'clock. Check it out. Uh, out of the SIC top 10 matchups at the division two level mid-major programs we'll be right back after this break to get into the major division first we're going to go with the marching sport and we're coming back with the games of the week and boy do we ask the good ones on that ledger as well stick with us be right back after this next break are you hungry for authentic Caribbean food like jerk, chicken, oxtail, red snapper, shrimp, tofu, and rasta pasta? Well, find your way over to Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, 180 Auburn Avenue, right next to Royal Peacock in downtown Atlanta. Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, open daily from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. And on Friday and Saturday, we're open till 4 a.m. Come to Mango's and put some spice in your life. Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, 180 Auburn Avenue, right next to Royal Peacock. In downtown Atlanta. For more info or directions, call 404-698-3992. Or log on to mangoscaribbeanrestaurant.com. For instant coupons, text M-A-N-G-O-S to 313131. Mango's Caribbean Restaurant. Authentic Caribbean cuisine. Press the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they wanna love that and who the ball, So listen to Professor Yes Sir and pay attention because he gonna teach a lesson. This is Dr. Mills inside the HBC Sports Lab with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop. Mike Washington's out on assignment. So we have none other than Professor A.D. Drew with Professor Bishop. Let's get into Marching Sport Major Division top seven poll rankings this week. Also in the rankings, we didn't have anybody dropping out. Not a lot of changes, not a lot of matchups. Um, and so you'll see a lot of consistency in this poll. But we'll still get what the gentlemen think. Give us a chance to get into the matchups in a little more detail. But we're going to give you week number five's Marching Sport top seven rankings. But receiving votes, Howard Bison Showtime Marching Band. Uh, 2-0 on the season, 132 points. You have North Carolina A&T, the blue and gold marching machine, 1-1 one one on the season with 130 points. Florida A&M, the marching 100 at 1-1 one one on the season. Let's get into the top seven when we look at these rankings. At number seven, you have Tennessee State, the aristocrat of bands, 2-0, as they continue to get it done, uh, 133 points, but they stay at number seven. At number mm. six, you have the Bethune-Cookman, the Marching Wildcats, 2-0, 150 points. At number six, as they continue to move forward with 151 points. Mm. Bringing us to number five, Jackson State, the Sonic Boom of the South. They haven't participated in a week. The team was off, so you can see what's going on there. Get a chance to go on the road and uh, have a big matchup this weekend, 2-1, 1-0, 156 points. Previous rank five, they'll get a chance to move around in the rankings this week. Bringing us to number four, Mississippi Valley State, the mean green marching machine, 3-0 and on the season, 158 points, and they remain at number four. 
At number three this week, Texas Southern, the Ocean of Soul, 3-0 and on the season, 2-0 and in terms of what they get done, 180 points, bringing us to number three. Bringing us to number two this week, none other than the Southern Human Jukebox, 4-0 and on the season, 2-0, and three place votes, votes, 197 points, uh, and they get it done. At number one, it continues to be there, Norfolk State, the Spartan Legions, 4-0, seven first-place votes, 207 points, remain at number one in week number five. They continue to do it. They have some matchups coming up. This will be interesting to see what that looks like. I'm going to start it out with you, Charles, and ask you this question so you get it. Mm -hmm. Top ten matchups of the HBCU Band of the Year. In the major division, we have seven of the ten teams that are ranked six of the top seven. Uh, but when you look at number 10, they have South Carolina State marching 101. Number nine, Prairie View A&M, the marching storm. At number eight, Grambling State World Fan, Fame Band. And they're not in the 10, but I will give a shout-out to Grambling. The World Fame Band is my understanding. It wasn't just the football team that took away a victory this past weekend in the state. Mm -hmm. this the band got it against the marching storm, and it's been a while since – the world fame has been able to say they got it done in terms of the marching halftime show. Zero quarter and fifth quarter as well. Bringing us in terms of this matchup is number seven. Seven in terms of this is Norfolk State, Hot Ice. Number six, that's the auxiliary team. Let me go to number seven, Tennessee State Aristocrat of Bands. And number six, Fam, you march at 100. And number five, Norfolk State, the Spartan Legion, number one in our ranking. Number four is Jackson State, Sonic Boomer South, which is number five in our ranking. The Thune Cookman marching Wildcats are number six in our ranking, but number three in HBCU poll. At number two, you have North Carolina AT. We have them outside of the top seven, but they are in the 10, if you would. They come in at number nine if you look at those receiving votes. And number one, we both agree upon this as the Southern University Human Jukebox. Charles, what do you say about the top seven marching sport poll in week five? Yeah, now we about to get into the nitty-gritty of, uh, of things, <laughs> uh, especially when you look at some of these good battle bands. Jackson State over the next few weeks, they got Alabama A&M, Alabama State. And look at here, the Mississippi Valley Mean Green Marching Machine. Uh, does the marching machine take the trip out to Prairie View this weekend? That's the question. I want to. I want to see a little battle there. So, uh, and then, like I said, this is where these battle bands start to shine, and this is where they start climbing up the poles. I'm looking forward to the human. Oh man, don't don't please don't take the air out the balloon for me. Uh, human jukebox in the March 100. We, are we gonna get that, AD? We, all right, all right. Never mind. <laughs> He's going to plead the fifth. I will say nah. this, Charles, to pep you up a little bit. I heard the Mean Green Marching Machine is taking a trip. Okay, there we go. See, that I is like what that. his last I told. love that. I need to see you come out and be ready for competition, be ready to battle. I love that. If you're going to spend money on a national band competition, spend money to follow you. Never mind. Never mind. Spend money to follow you. G-Boom is saying that he put it out there. Rumor Valley coming to the hill this weekend. So, we got it there. 
With that being said, Drew, we broke everything down. I want to know what are your thoughts on the top seven? No changes this weekend, week five, first time of the year. So what are your thoughts in terms of what is taking place in week number five? I, I need to get close to the camera when I say this. <laughs> Barton 100. If the mean green watching machine can get on the road, y'all can get on the road too. I'm just gonna say that much to y'all. All mm. right, now let's get back to <laughs> let's, let's get like back to the nitty gritty. What's that? Was that not? You sound like you meant that. Oh, I, I meant that. I meant that with all seriousness. You know, it it makes no sense that. The, the March of 100 does not get on the road and go straight down I-10 and get to the bluff. It, you know, you got to... If you don't do any yeah. other road trip this season outside of a classic, that's, that's the, the road one. Trip. Yeah, that's, that's the, the one that trip. you put in your... When you get your, when you look at the football schedule and, and you, you get your budget at the, uh, at, at the beginning of the year where you have to turn in your budget, that's the one that you turn in on your budget, Dr. Cavill. You turn right. that one, you turn that one in. That's the one that's you right. kind of will. That's the one you kind of will pack him like, hey, hey, we want to go to this. Okay, let's let's and, make that happen. Robert, Robert, somebody, somebody. Come on, we, we got enough alumni where we can we can have some support on on that one. Come on, come on, fam. Mm. We please ouch, show up. Ouch. Just please, please mm. show up. Thank God for classics because. Valley participating in all those all these classics thus far this year has given a lot of people the opportunity to see right. the mean green watching machine right. because the product on the field has not been the best. But the, you know, thank God they uh, participate in all these classics, so people have gotten Great a chance point. to see them. Uh, yeah. Also, Norfolk get the opportunity, obviously because of how they schedule their non-conference, picking up the non-conference games against other HBCUs have had a chance to really have an impact in your poll, Dr. Gaville, unlike in the past where they've played a lot of non-HBCUs during the non-conference portion of the season. So th th their true worth has not been reflected in the past in, in your poll. So shout out to Norfolk State on that also. But uh, let's be real. When it's all said and done come November, it's gonna it's gonna be down to the two most visible bands that we have in the HBCU diaspora, Jackson State, Sonic Boom of the South, the Human Jukebox. Those they're gonna be there at the top three come the end of the season. Right now, probably the Human Jukebox is probably at some point in time going to overtake Norfolk because the next couple of weeks Norfolk doesn't have any uh. In the HBCUs, although they do have that matchup with, with Tennessee State, with Tennessee State, so I'm yeah. going to be interested to see them and the Aristocats of Bands. That's at Tennessee State, if I remember that correctly. That's Nashville. Tennessee State's yeah. homecoming. Yeah. So that's correct. Will the Aristocrats of Band allow a visiting band to come in on homecoming and potentially <laughs> embarrass them? <laughs> did, I, did I say it? Man, that's the question. Please yeah. make that trip. Man, Please make that trip. Be, no, will they be allowed to make that trip by the home band? Will the home band yield? The, the, will they yield the floor to the Spartan Legion? That's the question. That's the question. We'll see. The floor to them. Mm. Oh, wow. <laughs> there you go. Let's get into our last break. We'll come back on the other side, and we'll get you into the final matchups. we got a bonus one for you. We're going to go into the MEAC with a top-ranked matchup, and we're going to get you two more sweat top 
matchups this week. Stick with us. We'll be back after our last break. As technology continues to bring changes to the world of education, it's time we also reimagine teacher professional development. Gone are the days of one-size-fits-all learning that can only be accessed at a specific time and place. The Stride PD Center is an on-demand library of mobile-friendly courses that allow educators to learn anytime and anywhere. Our dynamic courses provide bite-sized learning and help educators advance their knowledge while also gaining professional development hours. The best professional development plans are those that include a level of flexibility and choice for educators. Whether you're a teacher, school, or district, visit us today to take charge of your learning. The Cuvée Group is a Florida-based marketing and training consulting firm. We help businesses communicate to their target audience and engage them in conversation. We also help to expand their audiences, which will ultimately result in growth for those organizations. In addition to being a certified constant contact specialist, my colleagues and I are also certified in John Maxwell Leadership Principles. We use these proven principles to conduct workshops, training, and private coaching sessions for individuals and companies looking to take things to the next level. Contact us to schedule a free consultation. Issues today, don't delay, call Cuvay. Press the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they wanna love yeah. and who the ball, who the ball. So listen to Professor Yes Sir and pay attention because he gonna teach a lesson. This is Dr. Mills inside the HBC Sports Lab with Charles and AD. Let's get into these matchups. Without further ado, we're in Elon is hosting the number two HBCU program, North Carolina Central Eagles of 4-1. Uh, they hadn't played a conference game, obviously, and they're at Elon out of the Colonial. Coastal now, formerly known as the Colonial, CIAA, I should say. That is 3-2 on the season, 3-0 and oh in conference race, so it should be a good matchup. Uh, you talking about number two going on the road. They just had a big win at home against Campbell, and now they set – their fate on the Phoenix. Charles, what are your thoughts on this matchup here? This is going to be a good matchup. I mean, when you take a look at this Elon team, this is a FCS playoff team, but uh, very interesting stat that I, I came across with regards to Elon uh, playing this game at home. They haven't allowed a touchdown at home in, in the past 15 quarters. And uh, North Carolina Central, that, that's that's going to be a stout test for them in regard to that. But this is a, a good football game that I'm looking forward to. I, I'm going to take North Carolina Central, but it, it could come down to a last-second field goal. I, I really believe in the power of Davis Richard putting uh, this team on his back if need be. And, and Latrell Mukakali, they got to get their running game up and going like they had this past weekend. Tremendous comeback against Campbell. That was uh, fun to watch them fight their way back and get that W. So I'm putting my faith in Davis Richard. No doubt. Good stuff there. Drew, what are your thoughts in terms of this matchup? It's a good one. Look, if you're central, you cannot afford to get off to another poor start like you did last week. You have got to come out and play with the same intensity that you played with in the fourth quarter at overtime against this Elon team. Because this Elon team – like like you said, Charles, 
They haven't mm. given up. They don't give up touchdowns easily. So yeah. anything that you can get early to get their confidence going and to break their spirit, that's what you're going to have to do. Now, if there's a team that can do this, Doctor Kavir, it's going to be the it's going to be the uh, Eagles with Davis Richard, with Mookie Collier, and with that defense that they have. I'm t- I'm going to take Central, but I'm taking Central more because I'm betting on Black. Then maybe maybe what I my head may be taking telling me you know my head is telling me Eli can pull this off, but I'm still gonna bet on Black. I'm staying with Central. Interesting, interesting. With that being said, let's move into this next matchup, and this is fascinating to me. We'll do some more of the band stuff. As we said, it looks like another confirmation that Norfolk State is going to Tennessee State. Also talking about that the uh, Marching 100, is my understanding, uh, Ricky Burton put out here saying they're going to A&M over Southern. He did shaking his shaking my head. Uh, I wonder if A&M went to uh, Tallahassee last year uh, in terms of what that took place. Uh, maybe, maybe not. We'll see going forward. But let's get into the matchup. On the gridiron, we had the number one team in the mid-major going to Baton Rouge, Baton Rouge, A.W. Mumford Stadium, Red Sticks, as they like to say around those parts, Swat Saturday, October the 7th, 6 o'clock on ESPNU. The Rattlers at 4-1-3-0 in the Eastern Division take on number six Southern Jaguars, 2-2, Two and zero, oh, if you would, in terms of the Western Division Showtime matchup. You talk about programs that used to be interconference, one of the longest playing institutions. Till they stopped, they brought it back, and then next thing you know, it's a conference matchup. Wow, and it's a good one. It should be this weekend top ten matchup when you look at it. Teams out of the top seven. Charles, what do you say about this game here? Two really good defenses in this game when you take a look at it uh, with regards to Southern and FAMU, number one and number two uh, in the sweat. A huge thing for me this past week is Southern, it's seemingly they got that running game up and going. They rushed for over 200 yards, but let me throw this out there. Uh, Southern fan, this is not UAPB that you're going to be rushing the ball against. This is uh, a real, real salty defense, real salty defense. And as much as I want to take the Jaguars at home, I think this is probably the strongest family team that I've seen uh, in a second or two, uh, especially on the defensive side of the ball. And I think that's that's going to be huge. The, the question for me in this game, Dr. Camille, is will FAMU's run, running game show up? That That's going to be huge because if you let Jeremy Moses stand back there all night, at some point, Southern's defense is going to start hitting. It's going to, and, that, and I think everybody knows around the conference, that's, that's kind of the key to getting FAMU kind of out of rhythm is you got to put some pause on Jeremy Musa at some point in time. But I'll take the Rattlers on the road. Good one. Interesting. A.D. Drew, what are your thoughts on this action? I'm going to kind of echo what Charles said, but I'm going to spin it. Just like Southern, you're now facing UAPB, FAMU. You're not playing Valley this week either. You can't do what you did last week against <laughs> Southern and expect to win. Uh, uh, I mean, against Valley last week, expect to win against Southern. Last week, we played the 128th ranked team. For those of y'all who don't know, 
There are only 128 teams in FCS. That's that's the only reason we won that game last week. If we play any a team in the top 100, we probably don't win that game or it becomes a deal biter. Like you said, Charles, number one versus number two. Here's the difference, though, Charles. FAMU is number three off in scoring offense, 27.4 yeah. points per game. Southern, number seven in uh, scoring offense, mm-hmm. 17.8 points per game. FAMU averaging 375 yards a game. Southern averaging 346 yards per game. While the defenses may be comparable, Charles, FAMU's offense is statistically superior to Southern's offense. But both offenses are flawed. These no, offense has a true running game. So you know that means that both these teams will probably run for 225 just basically because, <laughs> because we're just saying just, that. Just because we're saying exactly. <laughs> just, just because we're saying that. But I, I, and I'm going to close this out. When when the schedule came out in July, this was the one chink that I had on the FAMU schedule. The one chink in the arm on the FAMU schedule was them traveling to Baton Rouge because that is such a tough place to play. But you said it Tuesday, Charles. When was the last time Southern lost to both FAMU and Jackson State at home, at home. in the same year? Yeah. Charles, and it pains me to say this, I don't know if we need to answer that question right now because we may have we may have to put that off for two more years. So, huh. you know, I I still think if if this is go if Fabu is going to lose a game, this is the game that they will lose. Hey, I think I got the answer to that. Didn't these two teams play in Baton Rouge two years ago? Damn, sure did. Didn't Jackson State beat Southern when Coach Prime came back? And fam, he did, he did. It was two years ago. Didn't right, fam, right. you go in the bad route, beat up be on right. the Jaguar. Okay. Right, that was two years ago. Yeah, it was it, just it, two years ago. It don't happen too often, though. Wait, wait, wait. While, but so I have a point overall. You're saying how often does that happen prior to that? And so you're right. I just wanted to put it out there that it's it's crazy when you think about it, just how much time is flying. Really about that matchup, so it's tough. That was a different cover team. Yeah, I, yeah, I've got to put a caveat on that one. That was their own coaching plays. But <laughs> but but now your man. I'm just saying what's there. in the record book. But you're right. Tempo, it's different. tempo, it's different. tempo. Mm-hmm. Let's do our last matchup here. Last of the top five matchups. We're gonna take you to Loma, Mississippi. Jack Spink Stadium, boy. It's been a classic matchup between these two programs. But in the heart of the swag, now both of them are in the Western Division. And boy, a lot is on the line. Saturday, October the 7th at 2.30 p.m. This one's on ESPN Plus. Number five, Grammar State, as they are on the way up. Sit at 3-2, and 2-0 two, two and oh in the conference race after taking it to the Panthers of Prairie View A&M in the State Fair Classic. But they're on the road this week at number 10, Alcorn State Braves that also got a road win. They were in Montgomery, getting it done in overtime on a field goal, two and three, saving the season thus far at one and one. They get a chance now to make a statement. I'm fascinated to see what's going on. I'm going to stay with you, Drew. What are your thoughts on this top ten matchup in the swag? Look, uh, first of all, this Alcorn team, we thought Tyler Baker was going to be the man 
spinning the ball for for Alcorn. But due to injury, I heard he's uh supposed to be shutting it down for the rest of, rest of the season. So you've got you've got Aaron Allen spinning the ball for for Alcorn. Now Aaron Allen, he, he he's been putting up 185 per game, but it's 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 a different type of he's a different type of guy. He he's not that dual threat that Tyler Bacon has is proven to be. And Tyler Bacon's probably a better runner than he is passer right now. So it's it's a bit of an adjustment for Alcorn. And uh by the way, it, it, anybody seen Jarvion Howard? Yeah, I am looking for him. I'm looking for him this game. I guess the milk cards aren't working for Jarvion Howard because he has not been seen at all this season toting the rock for for Alcorn. That's so hard to believe, but you are correct. Yeah, yeah. and when you look at when you look at what, what Grambling has done, especially defensively, they're living off that defense. You've got somebody who's supposed to be the quarterback whisperer in uh, Hugh Jackson, realizing that. I, I can't I can't spin the ball every time, so let me get somebody to tote the rock, and they're doing a good job shortening the game, keeping the defense on the sideline, so when the defense get out on the field, they are wrecking havoc. I'm going with the G-men in this one, and, and like Charles Bishop always says, Graham is never down for too long. Mm-hmm. Hey, y'all, uh, guess what? The G-men are back. <laughs> I like mm-hmm. that, too. Any yeah. way to give it, way to bring it, Charles. What do you say about this matchup? Uh, you know, I, I I do remember. Uh, like I said, Grambling didn't stay down for very long, and the last time they were down, uh, it was this sort of come to Jesus game at Alcorn uh, that uh, announced the arrival of the Project Fives uh, Grambling State Tigers team. Is this that game for Hugh Jacks to announce Ooh, the arrival point. of the Grambling State Tigers? They have the number one offense in the swag. They're averaging over 400 yards a game, 407 yards a game. They got two hard-running running backs, Chance Williams and Floyd Chalk. Uh, they went for over 200 yards this past week against uh, Prairie View defense has been pretty stingy uh, in, in that regards. But the difference maker for Grambling this year has been play of Miles Crawford. He has been very consistent. He's only thrown one interception thus far in the year. He's completing 60% of his passes. And they got they got a real dude over there on defensive side of the ball, Sunday out of Anderson. When he, you know, pins his ears back and he comes after quarterback, he comes and he comes with bad intentions. This is going to be a tough one, I think, for, for all corn to win. And I have to go with the Grandma G men. I have to go with the Tigers on this one. I think this is where they announce to the rest of the swag. Not only are we back, but when we are back, you know, we do big things when we're back. So I think that's huge for Grandma to get this win in Norman this weekend. Why you didn't tell me that last week? <laughs> I've, been I've been ready for it. With that being said, uh, great points by both of you all. Thank you for listening. Uh, as we talked about these top five matchups, it hadn't been a weekend quite like this in the last 10 years, last decade, as I said. When you got five top 10 matchups featuring top 10 teams in HBCU poll ranking. Make sure you tune in, go to the game. If at all possible, check out these big matchups. Uh, we did. We talked about on Tuesday that matchup that will feature Jackson State and Alabama A&M, which is the third top ten uh, matchup, if you would, out of the SWAC, which is in Mobile, Alabama. Check out the show for those updates if you hadn't uh, heard about that. All our lab listeners, I know you all up on that. With that being said, let's bring it to a close. Thank you for listening to Inside the HBC Sports Lab. Make sure you share our podcast with your friends and colleagues. 
I am Dr. Kenyatta Camille, the Dean of HBCU Sports, coming from inside the lab in the College of HBCU Sports with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop, A.D. Drew, bringing us some love today. Again, we want to thank you for listening to Dr. Bill's Inside the HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop, every Tuesday and Thursday at 6 o'clock. Don't forget, we'll be here Sunday morning to break it down this great weekend with the top five matches. We'll tell you what happened and what you saw with your eyes and tell you also why it happened with the breakdown on Sunday morning. Catch us at 9 o'clock Central Standard Time to give you the ins and outs of these key matches. We look forward uh, to doing that for you on Sunday. Follow me, Dr. Kenyatta Deville, on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. That's D-R-K-E-N-Y-A-T-T-A-C-A-V-I-L. That's Inside the HBC Sports Lab 1 on Twitter, Inside the HBC Sports Lab on Facebook and YouTube. Dream big. Continue to move forward. We will talk with you soon. Charles? Horse. Drew? Lecture. And for those that don't know, you don't see me, I'm not. In the lab, in the office, I am in Atlanta doing some homework, getting it done for you to make sure we can bring it to you hard and heavy. Yeah, I'll be back. With a new coach? Yeah, you know, I'm looking. I'm looking. Hey, <laughs> I'm you <laughs> oh, either I'm bringing them to the table. With that being said, we'll holler. Man.